Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, and let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. Welcome back, I'm Brian. I might have some. This is uh, the X-Men Files, the podcast where we talk about uh, the X-Men comic. We do. We do. Um, I'm I'm reading them again, again, and you're reading them for the first time. Just as I said in that opening crawl, welcome to 2021. Yeah, that's right. This is our first. I thought about that. This is a, we should have had a party. We should have had a party. Uh, yes, 2021, and I'm still writing. Uh, fuck off, everybody. I'm uh, <laughs> having a bad sucks. time on all my checks. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I, 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 I basically I stole that joke. Uh, I, somebody said something uh, similar on Twitter, but mm. it, my take on it was a little bit well, whatever. Um, I liked my own take on my own on somebody else's joke, joke better. better. Yeah, that's fine. That I mean, that's of, really what comedy is. <clears throat> it's just you know, um, no, actually, inspiration. I think that comedians would say, "Hey, <laughs> stop stealing my material. <laughs> You're not improving it." This is what what most uh, comics would yeah, say. Probably true. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, imitation definitely. Um, and in comedy as well. Mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking. I listened to a little bit of Harmontown a short while ago, mm-hmm. and uh, there was the episode where he had Dana Carvey on, and, and, and Dan Harmon says like, like, all of the laughs that I got in high school were me doing you, doing you, doing the church lady. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, definitely there is an element. Yeah, of, I'm of, sure Dana of, Carvey of felt uh, you know happy to be the agent of uh, Dan Harmon getting you know. Uh, yeah. Some action yeah, yeah, in high definitely. school. Yeah. Um, some action? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, whoa. Okay. Um, or not. Yeah. Yeah. Being funny in high school didn't uh, get me any action. Yeah. That's true. None of the. Yeah. yeah. It was a while until that happened. Yeah. I, I don't know I why I would think that because yeah. I was also funny in high school and it's not like I had, you know, loads of loads of people lining up to date me for my funniness. Um, that's what. what um, when you're older, it's I was seems about to, to say, well, you never had people lining up to date you because you're funniest. But um, you, you, you had, you didn't want for dates. Um, but do, do, do other, I've got two separate threads here, but mm-hmm. I want to start with this one. Other exes uh, or people that you've dated, like, like, did they, did they comment on the fact that you're funny? Uh, I, not that I can remember. Okay. So that, I'm going to say that that's a no. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I not don't. Not that it was like a constant thread yeah. uh, of, of, like, it is here in our, in our relationship. Well, well but also, like, I, I mean, I don't have to search through my memory to, to know that, you know, other exes that have, you know, women that have, that, that have updated, like, like, they thought I was funny. Mm-hmm. They, they liked other, other stuff too. Right. Um, but that, that's a weird thing, because A, you are. Right. Yeah. And I probably yeah. always have been. Uh, you probably have been. Yeah, you're way funnier than any girl that I've dated. Um, it's really attractive, <laughs> and um, I, 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 I'm not going anywhere with that, other than to say that this is yet another of these patriarchal things that we we run in, these speed bumps that we hit. Um, men should have wanted to date you because you're funny, right? Like, like I'm delighted. I mean, there are loads of other reasons. Why somebody would want to date you, and I'm not going to be gross and enumerate them here, but um, just okay. That's <laughs> yes, yes, they are. Um, but um, the, 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 there's the trope that uh, you know, funny guys are you know, they'll, they'll um, 
they'll, they'll get dates. But but you know, funny girls. The way that they're represented, it's it's not it's not so. No, and I don't. I mean, when looking back on the kids that were sort of popular and and dated a lot in high school, uh, of which I wasn't yeah. one, even though and even beyond high school, my high school, that, that, yeah, that's the other thread. Yeah. But 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 yeah, yeah. Even though my experience, you know, was was fine in that regard, um, they weren't particularly. They weren't the funny people. Yeah. In school, I and mean, they weren't the funny people that I knew. Yeah. The and weirdly, so like in pop culture, um. If there is a female character who's allowed to be funny, mm-hmm. uh, she's single. She's uh, she's probably overweight. She's like the friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She she's the asexual. Yeah, the asexual friend. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's um, that sucks, man. I mean, yeah. there there and there are definitely exceptions of you know, attractive women who are funny. Um, allowed to be funny. Right, right now they're <laughs> as, I mean, as yeah. represented, but but yeah. um. Yeah, that that's insane. Uh, but anyway, you are funny. Thanks. Yeah, okay. I will. I will launch into my now feels. Wait, wait, wait. high One more stakes thread. that it's funny. Yes. Oh, it, it, don't worry about this. <laughs> um, the stakes here are yeah, pretty low. There are no stakes. <laughs> pretty low. The, so we've we've commented more than once, not loads, but uh, about how high school is is just a really shitty time. Where did we get this erroneous idea that high school represents anything other than this dreadful social gauntlet that people survive for four years? It, it was the Jostens movie. Okay. Yeah. Go on. The Jostens movie, when you start high school. I haven't seen the Jostens movie. When you start high school, like you're, you're at your orientation. Okay. I don't in, think I got oriented. In, in with a view to selling you like a, a bunch of yearbooks yeah, and yeah, a class yeah. ring whatever other nonsense right. uh Justin's had this video that was like the best days of your life yeah so between that and sort of how high school was portrayed at least when i was a kid in like movies yeah Justin's you know, didn't like, invent like, that. like 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 greece and whatever yeah it sort of you know gave the idea to you as a younger yeah. person that this was really going to be fucking it <laughs> you know this right. was going to be awesome uh but high school sucked for i think pretty much everybody yeah yeah I think and so. uh you know when i <laughs> i don't want my children to look back on high school and think that those were the best days of their lives I mean, it, <laughs> that it, would be a bummer sorry if they do cool the, i mean yeah. there are other it, it, periods of my life that i look back on fondly like hey that was a peak that was a peak um not like wistfully. <laughs> yeah. just, I want to look back on high school wistfully. That's yeah, yeah, that's like I mean, a Bruce Springsteen they, song. Yeah. If they, do, well, it's Bob Seger song, but um, and, and there's a difference. Whatever. Yeah. But there is, um, if, if, if high school represents a peak for our children, fine. Um, um, beyond, what am I trying to say? I don't know where this thing, like, Jostens didn't invent that. No, yeah, where the idea that high school is this amazing thing. And yeah. maybe, maybe culturally we we have moved past that. I mean, we're, we're older, so we're, reme- I've got like a 30-year-old memory here. <laughs> and it's not like anybody said, hey, you'll need to make sure that you are happy in high school. Yeah. But it was like, oh, man, this is, this is going to be, this is going to be good stuff. Yeah, no. And fucking kill me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like the people who anybody who would have said that, and like culture said that, but also like people mm-hmm. would have said that. Right, people in your family and stuff. Um, no one in my family would have said that because yeah, <clears throat> we were all immigrants. So it was all different. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. yeah, I had I had 
Yeah, that that was the baggage that I had. Yeah, I didn't have any. None, no, no one in my family had, had yeah. played uh, high school football and was like, "Hey, that was yeah. a really great time." And yeah. that was yeah, that did Indeed. not exist in right. my. So I don't know what my expect. I mean, apart from the Justin's movie and Greece, I don't know what my expectations around high school were. But high school was, you know, better than middle school. That's the best thing high that I can say about high school. Was not better than middle school, and that's saying something. Yeah. High, high school for me was, was for sure no... better than middle school. After my yeah. freshman year, in particular, it was high school was okay. Yeah. Oh, know. that's cool. Yeah, yeah. good, good. Um, well, you, yeah. you 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 dated in high school. I dated not an, no one in high school. I dated a little, but not until like I, mean, I was I almost technically, done. I mean, technically, I might have had two or th- possibly three dates. <laughs> <laughs> I was it was a real hit with the ladies. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I was uh, funny. Um I'm still funnier are, now. Funnier. You probably are funny. I'm probably funnier now too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know when I realized that I was funny and then when I started like having a judgment of people that like that didn't find me funny. Like when I started right. becoming aware of people that didn't find me funny and realizing and with, that it was them. Yeah, yeah, worth <laughs> worth repeating that those people are wrong. Uh yeah. And there are people that think that I'm, they don't think I'm funny. Right. No, of and, course, and, yeah. and, and, and by the way, now that we're off on this mutual Weird, self-aggrandizement. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, Humor circle jerk. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but it is funny. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of one person in particular that I, I used to work with uh, who, who didn't think that I was funny. And it was her fault. <laughs> Emphatically her fault. <laughs> Um, because I got to tell you at that time I was a goddamn riot (laughs) (laughs) and, um, yeah, yeah. She should have relaxed. (laughs) Other people, other people as well should have, should have relaxed because I'm I'm like, anyway, um, with, with no more ado. No more ado. Yeah. Okay. Here it is. And, um, all right. Buckle your seats. Seats. Buckle Seat. your seats. Belts. Put on the my belts glasses. on your seats. Yeah. Put on your glasses, Grandma. Put on my glasses. Because this is going to be a stitch. <laughs> All right. Wolverine Limited Series number two is called Debts and Obligations and was released in October of 1982. We left Wolverine passed out in an alley in the company of a mysterious female stranger. He wakes up and finds that they are surrounded by ninjas. So... <laughs> <laughs> so many ninjas. Ninja swordsmen and ninja archers, something I didn't even know ninjas were into. Despite a rain of arrows, Logan escapes with his new friend, who we learn is named Yukio. She tells him that these ninjas are professional assassins and that they are the hand, capital the, capital hand, yeah. and work for an evil crime lord, our old friends from Daredevil. There's a lot of fighting and a very cool and violent bit of art on page eight with the very Wolverine-like line, they were good. I'm the best. Wolverine always sounds a little bit like Alec Baldwin in my head. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it. You know, I want him to say, I'm trying to think of someone else, but that's who he always sounds like. It doesn't sound like that to me, but uh, yeah. but I, I could definitely see where that yeah. where that comes from. During during the melee, they got separated, and when, he, when Wolverine finds Yukio, he says, she looks fine. Real fine. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> or she looks good, real good. I think she says she looks fine. Real no, you're fine. probably right. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I'll look that up. Um, I'm totally paying attention. Yeah. And yeah, okay. Yeah. She looks fine, real. real fine. You're right. Yeah, holy cow. <laughs> I probably read it like that, and, and it just didn't read. She looks fine, real fine. <laughs> Mighty fine, foxy lady. 
I guess not one to nurse a broken heart for very long. The cops are on their way, and they make a run for it because, no surprises, Logan and cops don't mix. (laughs) They're back in his hotel room, which must be very warm as he's not wearing a shirt. He tells her she's safe as long as he's around. She says she can defend herself, and there's some weird sexual violent tension. But sadly, Logan, quote, can't, won't respond. Darn you, broken heart. She's Mm -hmm. pissed that her overture has been rejected. Interlude. Mariko and her husband are trying to get in to see her dad when they are approached by a stranger in a purple trench coat. She muscles her way into Shingen's office. Shingen's? Whatever. Yeah. And we see that it's Yukio. He wasn't expecting her, but has a ninja waiting for her nonetheless. She's upset that the ninjas that were supposed to be there to help her earn Wolverine's trust were actually really for real trying to kill her. He explains that if they weren't playing for real, Wolverine would have known. But it all still seems pretty fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) He's now getting ready to use Mariko and her husband as bait for a, quote, peace conference where Yukio will kill Katsuyori and then kill Wolverine. As if. Now, Katsuyori, I'm assuming we've seen him before, or maybe we haven't. I don't know. I didn't get as far as researching that. You you don't need to. Okay. He's a rival warlord, apparently. Uh, Back with Wolverine, Yukio convinces him that he needs to help her kill the crime lord, warlord. Whatever. Wolverine is always up for a little killing. <laughs> By the way, you can't go around conflating crime lords and crime warlords. Lord. Crime lords. There are, there are Somali warlords right now <laughs> Listening who to this feel their, exactly, their role in society has just been cheapened. Meanwhile, there are mafioso in New Jersey who... <laughs> who are like, that's right! <laughs> no, no, they don't want their reputations sullied by being just lumped in with warlords. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I made Wolver- you- No, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Needs to help her kill the crime lord. Wolverine is always up for a little killing, so he's game. They sneak up on him during a kabuki performance, and Wolverine is surprised to see Mariko there. He's enjoying the performance as much as you can when you're getting ready to kill someone, when suddenly, at the dramatic climax, the actor draws his sword and goes to attack Mariko and her husband. There's a lot more fighting. Wolverine gets to call the fighters Bob, and they call him Gaijin. Katsuyori and his wife make a run for it, only to have their car blown up by smirking Yukio. Wolverine is still fighting, and then the inevitable happens. That's right berserker rage <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I, sorry i was looking at the uh, the um nice nice pause there and um just gleefully delivered line there <laughs> he wins the fight but mariko sees it all and is horrified she leaves and he lets her go in the wings a smiling yukio calls him my beloved and waits to swoop in yeah yep um it, it's a it's a tale as old as time really um this <laughs> These star-crossed lovers. Your your initial uh, utterance of ninja was one of the <laughs> merriest uh, takes on that word. You just seemed like delighted. Yeah, like, I've, um, I've now been singing the ninja ninjas. song. Ninjas! If you have young children, you're probably familiar with uh, the ninja song. Bare naked ladies. Yeah, uh, ninja song. And if you're not familiar with that, if you've got young children, treat yourself and get the bare naked ladies uh, kids album. Yeah, it's called Snack Time. Snack time, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome, and it's got a it's song fucking about great ninjas. Title. <laughs> for, for it's a great title. Album. All yeah. the songs on it are awesome, and uh, I wish yeah. I was listening to it right now. Uh, I also wish that I were Canadian. Because <laughs> every time that I think of the Bare Naked Ladies, I am... Um, you want to be this, Canadian? Yeah, this is clearly why they're happy. Because they're Canadian. Uh, they, they live in a well-run society. Yep. They know that they're probably not going to go fucking bankrupt if they get cancer. 
Uh, no. Yeah. No. no. I mean, you know, you take the bitter with the sweet and um, other things. I'm not sure what I meant by that. Um, were you going to say that there were good things about living in America because... No, no. They're, they're, oh, okay. they're, look, there are good things on both sides. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think what I was going to say was uh, in Canada, Canada uh, <laughs> like, it, it's not... It's, Canada is not utopia. Which is, uh, you know, the title of uh, you know a research text that I'm, I'm working on. You're working on, on yeah. your free time. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm doing a, you know, a postdoc on uh, public policy, and so. Um, unbeknownst to me. <laughs> unbeknownst to you, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm really your into your wife you know, and life partner. Uh, civics has long been a passion of mine, but um, uh, we like Canada. Speaking of, can- do you know who's Canadian? Wolverine. Yes. <laughs> Wolverine is Canadian. And I'm sure that if Wolverine had children, he would uh, listen to the bare naked ladies with them. Um, and in order to have children, he would have to have uh, a wife or a girlfriend or sex or something. Uh, so how about that? Yeah, the weird triangle with uh, Wolverine oh. and Yukio and Mariko. <laughs> yeah. This remind I wrote down, this reminded me of the beginning of the second season of Fleabag, which if you haven't seen it, go see it. Stop watching this. <laughs> um, correct. And if you're watching this, you're doing it or wrong. Stop it's listening only, to this, whatever. But, yeah. um, I'm very curious to see how this relates to Fleabag. So one of the things that I, at the beginning of that, the first episode of the second season, yeah. you know, she's there and then she looks to oh, the right, camera yeah, and yeah, says, this fight. is this yeah. is a love story. Oh, yeah. Right? So like oh, yeah, yeah. one okay, of the things, I did not come up with this. I don't come up with any of this. You somehow came up with a connection between Fleabag and Wolverine? Yes. Because or, or, or somebody else did. Somebody else sort of. I mean, not, not the connection. I came up with the connection, but somebody else pointed out in something that I read as I was yeah. researching this, that like in this series, or at least so far in yeah. these two, like he's not a superhero uh, doing superhero shit. He's yeah. just like a guy trying to win his girlfriend back. Uh, Yeah. This is a love story. Okay. 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 It is a love story. Um, with ninjas. With ninjas, yes. Um, <laughs> again, tale as old as time. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of reeling from that because, <laughs> you know, when I read it as a kid, uh, it, it's action story and it had ninjas in it. Yep. And that's awesome. Yep. And we should emphasize that uh, Frank Miller... This is not his first, his first rodeo. His first outing with ninjas. It, it's not his first rodeo with ninjas. And and by the way, a ninja rodeo, <laughs> I would pay real money to go see one of those. So this is not his first rodeo with ninjas. Um, he introduced them in uh, uh, the Daredevil comic. Um, fuck, what was my point? I keep getting distracted. Oh no! As I was reading, reading it as a kid, right. yeah. So like, I'd already been primed. the introduction of it as a love story. Yeah. Well, no, no. But, but like, as a kid, I'd been primed for ninjas and a kind of a solitary badass fighting the ninjas because right. it was Daredevil. Right. Now right. it's so so there there's definitely some kind um, kind of cross pollination mm-hmm. happening there. Um, later would focus on on Wolverine and the series is. Um, among other things, an, an avenue for Claremont to give a little bit of depth to a character that does not have much. Right. And that's how I'm reading it this time. Right. Because it is all about uh, Wolverine and 
uh, how he sees himself and how he sees the world seeing him. Right. I need to workshop that sentence. Yep. You know, you need to do is you need to close that door. Why? The door to the Cludio. Why? Cause, Why? Because being able to see out of the Cludio is distracting me from the important work that we're doing in here. It's going to ruin the audio. Oh, whatever. It's not going to ruin right. the audio. audio. Audio experiment commences in, in five seconds. Okay. <laughs> in five, four, three, two. Okay. So I've closed the door to the Cludio. <laughs> okay. D- uh, um, all right. Periscope depth. Um <laughs> Was, so the outside the, the, world was yeah. just intruding on my senses. The, the idea of it as as a listener, um, th- th- that's a fresh perspective on this. <laughs> uh, it, screamingly obvious, uh, uh, just a moment's um, hesitation. But like the stakes for the hero are are not any of Shingen's underworld shenanigans. Right. The stakes also are not uh, surviving the platoons of <laughs> so many ninjas. of assassins <laughs> who are trying to kill him yeah uh, you know the stakes are whether he can uh get this woman's affection again. right that's really cool yep. talk more about fleabag uh i loved fleabag <laughs> and i don't think yeah. we need to talk any more about it but you should watch it go watch it right now if you yeah. don't have amazon prime you should get amazon prime for a month just so that you can watch it. Uh, you can probably buy the DVDs as well. Mm. Fair. All yeah. right. What had I written down? I don't know. Mm. Logan. The, oh, go ahead. Uh, so I, I thought that we had the the trade paperback for this. I know that I, I bought it like ages ago. Uh, I wanted it largely so that I could reread the introduction. Because mm-hmm. The introduction by Chris Claremont uh does talk about Wolverine as a character. Uh that article that you sent me has a quote from him about that. Yeah. From that same introduction and I remember reading the introduction as a kid uh, or yeah would have been like maybe 14 something like mm-hmm. that, like that and when I read the introduction it's like ugh, he doesn't really mean it cuz Claremont like he he wrote the guy like he made him shallow so so the the idea that he's kind of backtracking on that um, didn't didn't really sit right, but actually, I I can totally believe it because sure, I mean he he didn't really I mean, the character predates Claremont, um, but but it is uh, something kind of self aware of, right. of Claremont to say that well okay we he's he's constructive from from a narrative perspective mm-hmm. um, from a storytelling perspective uh, in that. He he's explosive and and there's a, something unpredictable about him. At the same time, that's really boring. Right. That's just that's his like he's like a one trick anger pony. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and you, you, now like okay, yeah, actually, Claremont knew what he was doing. Right. Right. It was yeah. intentional to try to make him a more interesting, more well rounded character. Right. Yep. Right. Um, and 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 that plays into. Uh, some other stories about Wolverine where th- there is a sense of, of a loss of identity mm-hmm. um, because it, like his body is, is like has been altered, not by his own choice. Right. 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 Uh, you know, every painful process to have, to have the steel on there. Um, quick aside. One of the great things about Marvel comics is that most of the people who have superpowers um, either don't want them, <laughs> or they pay a heavy price for having, for having them. them right. 
right? That that that, that they they can be burdensome. Yeah, they're not like woohoo, uh, <laughs> which is I, I think an explanation for what's so appealing about mm-hmm. about the characters in the comics. Um, yeah, that's yep. my rant. Uh, my ramble. I've, I've written down another. I, so apparently, like this was a change in terms of how comics were like the narrative. So like more or less prior up to this point, yeah. there had been like the thought bubbles and the sort of third person narration, and then I guess with this one and yeah. whatever the one where he was on the right. the, the uh, brood mm-hmm. world, uh, and I guess the style. And I don't know because I don't read a lot of or any other comics yeah. other than the ones that we talk about here <clears throat> that like first person narrative is like the norm now no okay then the uh, internet I wouldn't has say that lied it's the norm. to me <laughs> yeah uh, or popular yeah yeah, yeah I'll, so, I'll, 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 I'll accept popular yeah, I'd written down, yeah. apparently this style of first person narration is now popular in comics and this series marked the change from primarily third person narration but I loved the first-person yeah. narration uh, of Logan on the last page where he said, after this, the, the rage and before he realized that Mariko had seen him, he said, I lost control. I feel sick. I feel great. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, that's, and that's one of those, the... Um... Especially if you say it in Alec Baldwin's voice. Oof. Well, okay. Dark. Yeah. He probably has said that. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is one where e- even now um, that's a kind of a Claremontism that, that I am not, I, I don't find all that. Let me try to marshal my thoughts here. Um, he'll do that sometimes. Like Wait, the, that, when you say that. You yeah, I know. I'm trying to, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm not explaining what that is. Um, he'll say something at its opposite. Yeah. Like, like he'll, there's, okay. Um, uh, I feel alive. I feel dead. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it was, like, well, okay, I feel we sad, get it. Yeah. Like, like, like emotions are hot and heavy. Um, I feel horny. I feel frigid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, he, he would do that a lot. A lot is unfair. He, he would do that more often than I wanted to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, to me, this is this is one of Claremont's writing ticks that I, I don't enjoy. It, it, it's like a it, it's like listening to a seventeen year old um, write poetry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is. And, and um, I want to very quickly say that that I'm over it and uh, about you know any mixed feelings I have about Claremont. Um, he's a hero, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the world, especially shareholders of, of Disney, owe him uh, a debt of gratitude. <laughs> but uh, this is one of those where. And that one in isolation is maybe not so bad, but it's kind of a kind of an aloof way to talk about your own emotions, like yeah, like the seventeen year old writing poetry. Mm-hmm. It's like, like, like um, I feel I feel beautiful. I feel I feel ugly. I feel we get it. You're overwhelmed. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I thought that. I mean, I I hear you, and yeah. I agree with all of that. But somehow, in that in that moment, it felt like a very Wolverine-y, um line. Wolverine. Wolverine. Uh, it's, it's my least favorite sort of pasta. Um, <laughs> I lost control. I feel sick. I feel. I mean, your take on it is great, and 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 I'm sure Chris Claremont's not listening to this, but but if he is, is he it, dead? No, he's not. No, dead. no, no. He, he's, he, alive, he's but... still still alive. Um, <laughs> and he's definitely not listening. Yeah. Yeah, 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 he's definitely not. But if he were, he would say like, "Hey." 
hey, knucklehead, like your wife understands it. <laughs> she gets it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> she gets me <laughs> in ways that you don't. But um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, Can we talk about Wolverine being a connoisseur of Kabuki? Sure. <laughs> did, did you notice that? No, I hadn't. And because, I, I wanted um, to sit, I wanted to like take the time to think yeah, deeply yeah. and to like tie the theme of the play that he was watching to the themes that we yeah. see here in this story. But I was hungry and I didn't have time to yeah, no. do that. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so page, uh, page 16, with that awesome, awesome, uh, uh, Kabuki costume. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the performance is superb. This is one of the finest kabuki troops I've ever seen. So not just that, that he's aware of the <laughs> theater that, and yeah. he knows the play. It's like you get to see him like you're in the bar at the airport. Like, yeah. you know, I've seen a lot of kabuki troops. <laughs> Let me tell you, some of them are just kind of phoning it in. Yeah. <laughs> this troop, this kabuki troop, easily like top 10. I had not, I had not yeah, uh, yeah. caught that. And I guess, I don't know, I, I, I'm i not sure if I, I guess I assumed that he, this wasn't his first trip to Japan. No, 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 yeah, no, no. So. And, and, and they, they do make clear, within the, within the context of, of the comic, it, like, it, it fits because mm-hmm. they establish that he has um, a lot of experience in Japan. He speaks Japanese. Uh, he has... He has this Japanese lady uh, friend, and and at one point, like his um, friend in the Tokyo police says, "You're the most Japanese Westerner that I've ever met." Right. So okay, cool. But I mean, I'm trying to think like <laughs> if I were uh, if I were at a concert and like some band that they're like, "Oh, this is one of the best bar bands I've ever seen." Maybe <laughs> like I'm just trying to think what else, you know what culture that I've like nerded out on that. I, I'm, I'm being mean, but like the, one of the best Oompa bands I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, because like Kabuki, and I, I think even in Japan, it's a little bit niche. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe. Yeah, yeah. There was something that I read that talked about like um, it was sort of a spot the '80s thing, and one of the the blogs that I read about this was talking about how like that there are a lot of Japanese stereotypes. Yeah. And we talked about this a little bit last right, time. At this right. time in America, there was a lot of like weird Japanese stuff, yeah. but that it kind of makes it seem like a, a feudal, sort of more of a feudal Japan than a than a modern Japan. Uh, maybe. Um, maybe the nicheness of Kabuki is uh, something to do with that. Could be. Uh, and I, I don't. Uh, so feudalism. Yeah, it's definitely here in this mm-hmm. in this series in terms of class. Uh, I'm talking out of school here completely. Yeah, I know nothing but, about but, Japan but in terms of class, modern or feudal. Okay. Um, but all, all that I was going to say yeah. is um, very possibly Japan is a classist society in the same way that Britain is. Mm-hmm. Um, which is something that, 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 that weirdly in American culture we don't make a fuss about. Despite the fact that uh, you know, it's, it's quite quite classist. Yes. Britain is hilarious because they think that they're a classless society, but obviously right. when you, you know, they're not. Yeah. Newsflash. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the U.S. is in, in different, ways, different ways. And that has, and that has changed over time. Yeah. Um, I mean, everybody's read The Great Gatsby, so we get it. <laughs> they're, you know, yeah. the, the difference between inherited and, and acquired wealth uh, and nouveau riche and whatever. Uh, yeah. 
Right. Yeah. There seem. Yes. I agree with you. Yep. Yep. Uh huh. In that regard. <laughs> Next. Um, um, yeah. I also read this was described as film noir meets Shogun, which I thought was pretty funny. Film noir meets Shogun. Um. So okay. like apparently, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, apparently, this Wolverine now has the sort of Japanese connection throughout the rest of his comic. Yeah, well, definitely. Yeah. Look, look. Once you, once you assign something in, you know, once it becomes canon, you can't, you can't escape it. Which is, uh, any character, any event. Like you, you pile a thing on a thing on a thing, and then you retcon the thing. So now the retcon is canon until you retcon the retcon. Like uh, Jean Grey, she's Rasputin. She's unkillable, but she'll die. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Wolverine being uh, being Japanese, and this is this is not the last time that uh, the X Men are in Japan, right? Or an X person is in Japan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, okay, so like the the romance between Wolverine and Yukio. You're going to use the word romance to describe it? No, I'm not. The whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah. thwarted love scene. So. It has this like the the unilateral flirtation. Yeah, so I had written down slash aggressive come on. I had written down she has he said at one point she has pride, but for me she chucks it and then he yep. sort of rejects her and whatever. Um and I don't something about that irked me. Uh yeah. in in terms of like this trope that it can't just be like that she's attracted to him or that she's that they're, that they're mutually attracted to each other. Or maybe they're even yeah. mutually attracted to each other at a time where maybe he shouldn't be thinking yeah. about that or he's unavailable or <laughs> he's unavailable, but he's kind of okay with it anyway. Um, yeah, but yeah. the sort of idea that, that like a powerful, like that she has pride, like she's the sort of powerful woman, but she has to be degraded somehow. Yeah. It's a way to uh, negate a lot of her power. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like it. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. And Yukio is a real cool character. Uh, we're going to see more of her in this series, and we're going to see more of her in the X Men. Yeah. Um, by the way, um, as soon as we're done with this mini series, the X Men go to Japan. Go to, go to Japan. Woo! Japan. So we should get some sushi for takeaway one of these days. Oh no, we can't because of the yeah, yeah because mind. of the thing. Um, what other reductive <laughs> Japanese cuisine? <laughs> we'll get some natto. I don't even uh, know what that is. Uh, it's like fermented beans. Oh, yeah. um, the, I, th- I think I think like I think like even the Japanese. It, it's like the it's like the Vegemite of of Japan. <laughs> Gross. It's like like some people dig it. It's a sort of a divisive uh, food. Yeah. Um, no. So yeah, that 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 scene. Um, you know, that's kind of a, a trope. Uh, you know, that, I hate that. And, and it's you know that yeah. if you're that if that if it's a powerful woman, she needs to be somehow uh, brought down to where she belongs somehow in in, in yeah. pursuit of romance or sex or whatever. It, it is currency that he possesses that she does not. Yeah, uh, she's not capable of rejecting him, right, or anybody. But but he has that ability. Like he's going to reject her, which means that even though they are equals in terms of physical violent prowess Mm -hmm. also they're both fiercely independent Mm -hmm. they live on the margins of society they're kind of mirror images of each other like just so we're clear she's subordinate yeah i I don't i don't dig that i don't dig that because she's a cool character um why is she so interested in him i don't know because of that because it is a way to elevate the main character in the comic uh and i don't know 
I don't know. That's it's patriarchal horseshit. I don't dig it. We'll move on because yep. the rest of it is good. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll just kind of, you know, I read that scene which is when she says, Oh, must I beg? And I'm like, God damn it. And I yeah, just, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, not, I was not a fan, not a fan of that. Yeah. Um, I think I've covered everything else that I had written down apart from that in the last issue. Uh oh. Yeah. At the very, very beginning. Which I did not catch because, you know, I'm not like some sort of fucking encyclopedic knowledge uh, yeah. reservoir in this. But uh, small thing, he goes to a bar when he like chases the bear. Yeah. And the bar is called Josie's. And apparently that's the name of the bar in Daredevil. I didn't notice that the bar is called Josie's, yeah. weirdly. Um, and I'm, I'm fl- and I saw that in that article that you sent me. I'm looking at it again. I didn't go looking for it. I just believe that. I don't see it, man. Huh? I don't see it. He doesn't say in one of the one of his things. I tracked him to. He does. Yeah. God damn it! It's right there. It's right there. Okay. Yeah. He says Josie's Bar and Grill. All right. I I just I just missed it. Yeah. Um, it, which is crazy because um, or at, at this time as I'm reading comics, uh, I'm reading the X Men. I am I think more invested in Daredevil at this point. Okay. Uh, Frank Miller is doing his epic run mm-hmm. on Daredevil. Uh, and I think I had some, some per, per, you know, semi thought out remarks about Daredevil. We'll save him for another time. Uh, so I, I'm, so I'm going I'm to cut this short. Josie's does appear in Daredevil mm-hmm. and it's a kind of a runner in the comic that when Daredevil goes there to like rough up the uh, low low level criminals, right? Somebody gets punched through the window, <laughs> and so like Josie is there working the party. Like, like, God damn it! She doesn't say God damn it, but yeah. she says like, like, like Gosh, I, just had, I just I just had, had the window, window replaced or something like this. Yeah, uh, and Josie's they, they there is a Josie's in in the Netflix series as well. All right, okay. Um, it, it doesn't get loads of attention, mm-hmm. but like it's there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple of, of times when they're hanging out at a bar in Hell's Kitchen. Mm-hmm. No, um, I remember them in yeah. a bar. I just never remembered it and specifically. I'm pretty sure that they say that that's Josie's. Yeah, Luke Cage I mean, doesn't be... work there, but uh, he works uh, somewhere else. Yeah, it would be silly of them to use a bar and not call it that. Yeah, yeah, right. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, What else? That's all I've got. I liked it. I'm curious to see what happens next. Oh yeah. well, that's that's exactly what a writer yeah, this wants. Is a, this this wants is a love story. <laughs> no questions about the giant telephone. No. <laughs> what? No. So I spent, what giant telephone? I spent a little bit of time uh, the other no. day looking for this. Where is it? Let's let's pull it up here. Giant telephone. Um. Looking for the giant telephone, giant telephone music coming at you now. It is on page 11. Yeah. Page 11, the giant telephone. Page 11. Giant telephone. Where? On page 11? Yeah, I'm looking at... You're looking at page 11? Oh! (laughs) You don't see a huge motherfucking telephone? (laughs) It was so giant... (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> but I couldn't yeah. see it. No, I did not see a giant. It's, it's like I mean, like like a Klaus Oldenburg fever dream. <laughs> I did not notice that. That's funny. It's like a giant rotary and dial telephone that shows up elsewhere. Um, I mean, maybe it should have been an issue. One, I'm, I'm going to look. What but, does Maguro um, mean? Does it mean giant telephone? 
Um, I, I don't know. I had one. <laughs> I had two years of Japanese, and we never covered that. Um, That's so yeah, funny. Th- th- I didn't notice a that. Giant at all. telephone. There's also the fact that uh, Wolverine has like the nicest hotel room in all of Tokyo, yeah, like, and that's got to be setting like a drawer. back, like yeah. like twenty thousand dollars a night. <laughs> yeah, it is it's a very paying, fancy like, room. Like one, yeah. You know, one sesquillion yen. Maybe it's a VRBO. I I don't. That only invites more questions. <laughs> But uh, the giant telephone, because I think the giant telephone shows up um, uh, as well. All right, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna look at it. I should, because I I googled giant telephone yeah. Tokyo skyscraper. <laughs> and what did you learn? I, I got nothing. Huh. I got nowhere. I got nowhere. Weird. Yeah, that is weird. And do you um, think that's based on a real building? That was my question because yeah. it, it like it's too huge <laughs> and weird. To be like not based not on based on a real yeah, building. not based on a real thing. Huh. All right, we'll have to look that up for next time. I'm going to write it down. Okay, giant telephone, giant telephone, giant and telephone, giant telephone. Um, what else do we want to say? Culture, culture recap. Um, if uh, if we're able to go see movies this year, there are four MCU movies. Yeah. Uh, period. Uh, that that's exciting. That will be exciting, seeing movies again. Yeah, in the hopefully, future. hopefully we'll be able to do that. Yeah, get our shit together. Hopefully, like by July or something like that. Um, and also, um, what we watched the Inhumans. What else did, oh no, we watched the Mandalorian. That, that, that's the other series that we watched uh, since yes. we last recorded. Mandalorian, meh. Yeah, I don't know. I you know you know they had to call it the meh Mandalorian. Meh Mandalorian, that's horrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I know why I was thinking of the Mandalorian because. Um, Mandalorian. I don't know that we've mentioned this. Uh, you have probably never heard of a manga comic called Lone Wolf and Cub. I never have. Japanese, You're right. mm-hmm. Japanese, and uh, similar to like the spaghetti westerns and the uh, Kurosawa films. Some Kurosawa films. What are you looking at over there? I'm looking there? for the giant telephone. Stop Shut it. up! Pay I'm listening to, me. to you. Pay I'm listening. I'm listening. No, like being I'm funny listening. can only get you so far. <laughs> um. So Mandalorian is lifted almost whole cloth from this series. Uh, the series Lone Wolf and Cub is about a um, masterless samurai who roams the Japanese feudal uh, landscape. It's not dystopian, but whatever. Yeah. Like, like you know, the, sort of the lawless regions mm-hmm. of uh, feudal era Japan with a young child. Huh. Sound familiar? <laughs> And it's highly episodic, and he gets into these uh, uh, kind of you know sticky things. Um, you know, there'll be some. He'll show up at a village and like, oh hey, can you help us, uh, stranger? Yeah, yeah, sure. And he's got this weird honor code and all this right. other shit. Yeah. The kid never talks. Yeah, sounds um, sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I I don't know. I agree that the Mandalorian. I'm kind of. Eh. It looks pretty. It looks pretty. It does. As it hell. looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. in terms of like, like I, I enjoy it for that. The visual uh, aesthetic, like they fucking nailed it. Yeah, but I don't, I don't like the child. No, I don't I find don't it cute. I find it creepy and kind of annoying. Uh, kind of annoying. Yeah. Spoilers. He eats a bunch of fish eggs. <laughs> frog eggs. Frog excuse eggs, me. Yeah. Frog eggs. Yeah. I don't. Uh... The, the, I, that wasn't I don't funny. I don't connect with the child at all. And they did steal that stupid scene 
from Guardians of the Galaxy where he's in that fucking like uh, crevice and he's trying to fix things and the Mandalorians like take the white the, the red wire yeah, yeah, okay. poked to the thing that's like the exact same scene basically as when they're in the jail cell and they're trying to get baby Groot to go get the fin and he keeps bringing back the wrong thing and it's funny but it's like yeah. it was very very similar to that um, uh, I'll 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 let you have that one. Red um, wire, huh? No, the red wire. No, the red wire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, Stick it in this hole. No, the other hole. No, the hole that the blue wire came out. No, yeah, yeah. Nah. yeah it's um, you know, I'm glad that the kids enjoy it, and you know, if you have children, you know that sometimes it's hard to find something that everyone is happy watching. <laughs> Mostly at our house. At our house. We're, so we're disagreeing about stuff. They want to watch the Mandalorian. Uh, we'll like allow... I'm cool with it, but you know, yeah, it's not yeah. great television. Um, and, and I don't know why that was in my mix. We we're talking about like the year to come in uh, Marvel yep. uh, visual, televisual, cinema visual. Uh, entertainments. Mm-hmm. Uh, WandaVision starts in a couple of weeks. Mm. Which is a six-episode uh, TV show. Uh, probably going to watch it, uh, but my expectations are very low. Who plays them, or is it them? It is them All who right. play them. Uh, Paul Bettany and... Um, I've got a lot of time one. for Paul Bettany. The other one... Uh, I do, too. Yeah. Paul Bettany, uh, I, 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 I loved him bare-ass naked in A Night's Tale. <laughs> he was really good bare-ass naked uh, in yeah. yeah, I mean, just... I do he like a really... redhead too, though. Yeah. What's that? I said I do like a redhead. Is he? Yeah. I guess he is. Yeah. Um, I think I've rarely seen him with his his hair. hair. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Hey, she's wait a okay. Wait a minute. That... My brother's a redhead. He is. Ew. All right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay. you, you were the one that made that weird. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Lots of people. Uh, your redheads. enjoyment, your enjoyment of redheads, <laughs> yeah. uh, extends to Paul Bettany. What, what what other what other redheads are there? This is I don't think of it ever in my life. Maybe he was like. You never mentioned anything. Yeah, like you, know, you know, you met, you knew that I had a brother with red hair. Like, are there other redheads? I've told you that it's impossible for me to find Tri Anastasio attractive because he, to me, looks exactly like your brother. We're, we're not talking about my brother. We're talking about like <laughs> redheaded celebrities. A redheaded celebrity? I don't know. I'd my have to think about it. Not a celebrity. No, I'd have to think about it. Yeah. I'll make a list. Because uh, who was I thinking of? Um, not Lucille Ball. Um, are you into Are you into Lucille Lucille Ball? Like sexually. <laughs> Yeah, you said that you like no. redheads. <laughs> I'm not. Okay. Um, I don't think I am either. Yeah. I bet Desi Arnaz. No. He's, he's kind of an asshole, mm-hmm. as I understand Too it. drunk. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he philandered yeah. as well. How do you... Do you philand? What is the verb? <laughs> Jesus. What? It's time for us to go. I'm a philanderer. <laughs> no, no. You have to indulge me. This is how... Because we have to have like a like a, like a a soft landing here. Paul Bettany, Paul Bettany coming soon to a television that is streaming Disney Plus. Paul Bettany and the other one, um, Melissa Gilbert. No. <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Olsen. Olsen and Paul Who's Bettany. Fine. She's fine in that role. Kat, I mean, Dennings, I Kat Dennings is in that. I don't know who that is. She is uh, the intern. She's Darcy uh, in Thor. All right. Okay. Yep. She's in that. It's as Darcy? Probably. Or it would be weird double, if she played somebody else. D- double dipping on the, uh, the MCU. Uh, you can't double dip on the uh, the MCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eventually, like... they're going to run out of actors. No, they could hire everybody that was in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy because no one in that film <laughs> was in. That's yeah, true. I mean Mark Strong. Like, if, <laughs> I'm sure that every time he talks to his agent, Mark Strong's like, "Who do I have to shag? <laughs> Everyone else on Earth? I was in Stardust. I can do fantasy. I can do. <laughs> you know, he's been in a lot of things. Yeah. So, um. 
he's he's my he's my pick for the next uh the next MCU for, like right. they've got um uh Hopper from Stranger Things. Yep. Who else who also you got to give me a soft landing here. Here's here's our exit question. What famous actor or actress who has not yet been in the MCU ought to be in the MCU? My pick is Mark Strong. Uh, going with a Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy theme, I will say Colin Firth. Colin Firth. Colin Firth as he needs to be in everything. Colin, he needs to be in everything. Yeah, I like him. He's you know he's a good actor. I said that about somebody recently. I'm trying to recall who mm. it was. Um, shit, it's gonna bother me now. Bill Nye. <laughs> no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Bill. <laughs> Bill Nye. Uh, Bill Nye the as uh, Uatu, the Watcher. Uh, what if, by the way, is also coming to Disney Plus. Um, Colin Firth starring as uh, uh, as Magneto. <laughs> I can see that. That would be that would be great, yes. actually. All right. Uh, so with that. Welcome to 2021 yep. and another 30 some years of pointless <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the X-Men Files. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. If you listen, please rate us. If you want to drop us a note, you can reach us via email at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. You can also check out our website, xmenfiles.com. Our theme music is Invasion to Space Frog by Checky Brown. That music available under a Creative Commons license. Everything else was written, produced, and performed by Brian and Inessa.